Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Nittany Pod. I am AP, and again, I have along with me Alex and TK. Penn State takes another loss to a top 10 team. We discuss what we're going to have to do moving forward. There's a lot to get into there. And then, of course, at the end, we will talk about Indiana. Well, what do you know? Penn State blows another opportunity in a big game. It's a James Franklin special. And, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't put this on James Franklin too too, but too, too much. The t- he had the team ready to play, and uh, they played well for three and a half quarters. Um, what a shame that was, man. Yeah. Um, pretty standard operating procedure for James. Um, I think it's, you know, a very telling sign when you're up in the fourth quarter against the number two team in the country and everybody's just sitting there, like, instead of – sitting there in excitement and waiting for the clock to hit zero. We're just waiting for the next wrong thing to happen. So um, pretty much a Franklin masterclass. Um, anybody who doesn't see it that way, you're just deflecting at this point. Um, I don't understand what the fuck happened in those five minutes. I, I have no idea what happened. Yeah. Well, you had um... – it was just it was just another Ohio State game where it was the same song and just a different verse. Right. Like we've seen this we've seen this multiple times now, right? Yeah. Um we saw in seventeen, we saw in eighteen, uh, you know, not so much twenty twenty and not so much well, even last year, uh, in twenty one, you were you you were only down three points going into the fourth quarter. Um and it's just the same old, same old, um, it seems like. Defense, I don't want to say the defense kind of falls apart, but defense comes out with nine minutes to go. You're ahead 21-16, and it takes three plays, and the lead's gone, right? Um, uh, turnovers are, continue to be an issue against Ohio State. I think in the last three matchups, I saw that Ohio State's turnover margin is 8-1 to one on Penn State's. Yep. Um, four turnovers against a team like Ohio State or a team like Michigan anymore just ain't going to – you're just not going to win games that way. I you're said earlier not. that it was the James Franklin experience. is more of the Sean Clifford experience, and it was on full display in that game. It ranged from high to low, and 8 million people got to watch it. Um. Well, what, what a shame, man. I, know, I mean, it literally, he had, you know, four turnovers, and then he was also the reason that we were in the game to begin with. You know, I want to I say something on that because, yes, it is the Sean Clifford experience to a point, but this isn't new, right? Like, no. we, we, we had losses like this with Trace yeah. and Barkley, right? Um, you know, 17, the defense couldn't stop it, couldn't fight their way out of a, out of a wet paper bag in the fourth quarter of that game, and JT Barrett had the game of his career. Um, 2018, you couldn't hold a lead, and everybody remembers fourth and five. So this isn't – like, yes, I agree, Aaron, that that it is the Sean Clifford experience in a lot of ways because if you don't have those turnovers, you probably win that football game. But right. in the same breath, it's just the same old, same old against Ohio State. It, and it, it's beyond frustrating to me at this point. Well, for me, 
we're talking about all these different games. And while Sean wasn't here for some of those games, one person's been here for every single one of them. And that's yeah. James. So mm-hmm. to anybody who, you know, is a stand for Sean Clifford or James Franklin, you know, I could give you half, you know, I'll give you, Oh, well, we lost games like this without Sean. You're right. But the head coach was still the same. Something has to happen. You can't, you know, it can't happen over and over and over. It can't continue to happen. And what, what Aaron said is so true. And, and, I, I I hate I, I hate the four turnovers. I absolutely hate it. I really do. Sean did everything in his power to both win and lose that game for us. Right. Yeah. So yep. much like Ohio State's defense did everything to win and lose that game for them. Like uh, that is not the game I thought we were gonna get. That is not how I thought we were going to lose. It was a classic Penn State football game where everyone is expecting us to lose. We are expecting to lose. But then you go in there, you show you can hang with the number two team in the country for four and a third quarters, or three and a third quarters, and then the wheels just fucking fall off. Yeah. And then it becomes, I wasn't expecting to win, but you showed me that you were on the same playing field as them, and you competed with them, and then you were winning the game at home Then I switched my head a little bit to, well, maybe we are going to win this game. Maybe we should win this game. And then you times worse by blowing it again, the way that we've grown, grown to know yearly of doing it. That makes it worse for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we we won the game in every facet other than turnover and the scoreboard. Every other facet of the game we won. We outgained them total. We outpassed them. We outrushed them. You know, we, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure we had more time in possession, too. I mean, yeah, we oh did by a little bit. Um, you know, I'm tired of hearing. Um, I'm tired of hearing the the talent thing. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, you're you're not. Are you out? Are you still out talented at certain positions? Yes, you are. Um but is that gap close enough that you should be able to pull off some of these games? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and, and I was thinking about this the other day. When are we going to see a game where OSU's defensive line isn't just a massive game changer, right? Their defensive line has wreaked havoc on us for years now, right? Chase Young makes the play on fourth and five. JTT has the game of a freaking century for a defensive end, right, on this past yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And last year, we had the strict strip sack fumble where uh, we had a big man touchdown because of it, right? I, I, I'm so – and I think O-line is obviously one of those places where you probably are out-talented. I mean, Bryce Effner just got abused. <laughs> on Saturday. I mean, he was just abused on Saturday um, by JTT. And it, it's so frustrating because like, I think to myself when I ask the question, okay, is it, an, is it an O-line thing, right? Like, do we need to get better there, which we've been saying since Franklin arrived? Do we need to get better there or, or are we simply a quarterback away? Yeah, I don't. And I don't know the I answer to that both. question. I think it's both, honestly. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we're an offensive line or a quarterback away. But what I do know for certain is we might, and this is a whole different topic, and we don't have to go into. We might be a head coach away, to be honest. Uh, and I know Ooh, you that's a rabbit get, hole. You don't get the you know some of the players that we have with a different head coach. I know Franklin's an excellent recruiter, but I I can't say we're a quarterback away because the offensive line feeds into that, right? And offensive line feeds into how good the quarterback does. But then I see things like the first interception where that he had all day to throw and he's just staring at Lambert Smith and he throws it right to the corner. Like what, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't understand. So, and then obviously the strip sack where he's coming to the side, he's not even on his blind side. He's, I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is everyone's ready for a change. And it's not, it's not shitting on Sean. It's none of that. People just want a change of scenery. We've seen the same thing, the same style of play for four years. We would like yep. to see something else and see if we're a quarterback away. If this kid's even as good as he's touted to be. He's been fucking touted as the second coming of Christ and the savior of Penn State. <laughs> There's a lot of things that have to go right for that to be accurate. And it's a lot of pressure for the kid. But... I'd like to see something different. And then we get some sort of an answer if we're a quarterback away or if we still need other things. Well, and to not, and to not be completely negative about this game, I, I mean, there was, there was some good things to take from it. Like the offense overall was, was obviously the four turnovers hinders this, but the offense overall was pretty effective. Oh, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Amazingly on the ground, I think Katron averaged over six yards a carry. Um you know, Sean made some plays when he needed to make some plays, but Nick Singleton wasn't um, far behind either. You know, the, you you can't turn the ball over four times and, and expect to beat that team. And then defensively, you played fairly well too until nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, and then I, I don't know if Ohio State just said, "Okay, enough of this. We're going to blow this open," or it it just seemed like they just flipped the switch, like. They toyed with us for three quarters, and then they're like, okay, let's go, right? Um, so I, I, there was things to take away, but when you're one and eight against OSU, I'm done with moral victories. I, I'm done with them. I'm tired of, ooh, we were competitive. Who gives a shit? We've beaten them one time since 2012. And I understand 12, 13, and 14 were totally different scenarios. But still, the fact of the matter is you've beaten them once, and that once – was a fluke it was a fluke you can't tell me we deserve to win that game in 2016 anymore because we didn't it was a fluke at the time and it it's a bigger fluke now because you haven't beaten them since yep. um it, you know if you go and you win that game in 17 and 18 i'd say what you know okay penn state was on the right path right um and we improved and that was just the start of it no i can't you, you can't say that anymore Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I I think twenty I think anyone in their right mind that's not an idiot could see that twenty sixteen was a fluke. The way we got to the Big Ten championship was also a fluke by someone yeah. being marked a first down. All right, right. I, I, I mean there's a lot of things that Penn State fans turn an eye to when it comes to our success, but then we're super critical of other fan bases like a Michigan perhaps. You know what I mean? Like Right, right. We, what we did in twenty sixteen like 
people I feel like have this weird on annotation that 2016 was this dynamite year. You know, we just kicked ass and we won the big 10 and, you know, we got snubbed to the playoff and, and then we went to the roads and lost in one of the best roads of all time. Like some of that is true. Don't get me wrong, but we did not kick ass in 2016. 2016 was a very stressful year as a yeah, Penn State fan. Extremely stressful. There were a lot of games that I was like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? We lost to Pitt that year. <laughs> like, Well, you were 2-2 two and two headed into yeah, Minnesota. Like, Exactly. That game well, I was always, not all sunshine and rainbows. What our group chat would be like or what the Twitter spaces would be like in that year. Because, boy, I mean, it, it felt horrible after that Michigan loss. And then uh, – you know, of course, the Minnesota game was a super struggle going to overtime. And then, uh, of course, you know, we had a couple others in there as well. But, I mean, man, that, well, that was definitely a here, stressful, stressful season. Here's here's why I say I'm done with moral victories. Like, you got your statement win in 2016. You you haven't had one since. Yep. You, you, beat, you have beaten the teams that you're, that you're supposed to beat. And that's not even all the time, right? Illinois last year, like last year, obviously you didn't beat everyone you were supposed to. Um, so, so where, so if you look at Penn State's program as a whole, where are we at? We're beat. Are are we beating the teams that we're supposed to? Generally, no. Yes. Well, no. generally, if you if you hold on, if you get rid of <laughs> last year, right? Generally, we are setting last year and twenty twenty aside. Generally, you are. Now, that's yet to be determined how the rest of this year goes. But at, at, at what point do you take that, that next step, right? And we've been hearing Franklin talk about it for, since 2018, the, you know, the great to elite speech. When, when, when is the next step coming? I am and- so fucking sick of hearing about this great to elite speech. Yeah, it's The fact it's that he said it in the first place was just idiotic we're gonna be great at everything we do the little things that we let go in the past nope that's gone you thought i was a psycho before wait till you see me now well we're here james we're at now and it's still the same fucking thing that we've been seeing through the whole fucking time he's been here i don't need to see the look at me now I don't need to see you pause after Sean Clifford wins Big Ten Player of the Week and then the next week comes out and pitches down his leg and turns it over four times and potentially costs us the game by himself for you to finally come out. You fucking did. For you to finally come out and say, yeah, you know, I spoke with the coaches. I'm not ready to name a starter this week. Oh, really, James? What? So what? So you're not ready to name him yet, but we'll wheel him out there against Indiana. He'll play well against Indiana. He'll win. He'll win at Indiana. Then he'll justify playing Maryland. Maryland, who is a good football team this year, by the way, that no one is going to talk about. And then you lose to fucking Maryland with Sean Clifford at quarterback. And then you make the change. What is the fucking difference between you making the change now, going into Indiana, who is a terrible football team this year, than us waiting to play a good football team in Maryland in two weeks? There is no difference. There is no accountability. And there is no, I'm a psychopath now. He is the same terrible game day football coach he was when he made that speech. And he has been blessed with some great players that have been able to hide his coaching abilities in the past. 
And there is no Saquon Barkley right now to hide that. There is no Chris Godwin, or sorry, any of anyone in the past. And Micah Parsons, Journey Brown, Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, Mike Gusecki, Pat Firemuth, KJ Hamlet, anybody. There is none of that. And he is at the center of it right now, and he is pissing down his leg right now. Right now. Damn. That was that was hot. It's, it's, I'm, I'm tired of this. I, and it's every week. He, those press conferences are so, so tough to watch. And we'll, and we'll get into that here in, here in a, few, in a minute. Um, I'm just like grinning from ear to ear because that's like exactly how I would want anybody in the fan base to react to yeah. how the last uh, four years have gone. Um, but it's not how this fan base reacts. It's just not. Um it's annoying as so, hell, yeah. dude. So, yeah, oh my I'm god, just, dude! I'm fucking gr- excuses. I'm just grinning from ear to ear because that was that was. Bro, like you paid him ninety. You paid him ninety or ninety-five million a year to do just that. Uh, yeah, I think it was spot like 80, 85, but still, like that's what you paid him for. That's what we're co-signing. Yeah, it just—it's just, it's just you need you—you you need to t- you know it the 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 excuses that people are trying to make, in my opinion, are already gone. But they are running out very, very quickly, right? And and we've talked about this on this podcast before. Penn State has made an investment in not only him, but in his program, right? Yep. Brand new weight room. Uh, you know, I, I really do feel, and has James gotten everything he wanted? Probably not. But I really do feel Penn State has said, all right, James, you know, we hear you. Here's our best foot forward. Yeah. And And we're still not getting – in my opinion, what Penn State as a brand deserves to get. Um, and these moral victories against a team that we're trying to compete against in our own conference are over for me. You yep. cannot well, you be one and eight. The same thing every year. Yeah, and you cannot be one and eight against your biggest – well, I, I know we say we're not rivaled, but against our biggest rival, right, the people that fan- – our fans want to beat Ohio State more than anybody, right? Yeah. Um, you can't be one and eight and continue to get moral victories, it, at least not for me. It, it's not yeah. going to happen anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the same thing every year, and you can only say it for so long. Oh, well, we paid you close. Oh, we came out tough. We almost had you. Man, that shit is old. It's old. You know what else Win is old? Win the fucking game. James Franklin – during the year in the off season is asked great questions by these beat writers at Penn state. He has asked fantastic questions and his response every year is we have to get better at competing 365 days a year. It doesn't matter what the question is. It doesn't matter how it's asked, who asks it. His answer is the same. We have to compete 365 days a year. James, People are getting tired, very, very tired of you saying the same shit worded differently on a weekly basis in these press conferences. You have been here for nine years, I believe. Yep. And you have not once, just one fucking time, gone into the press conference and said what every other coach who has the same results as you has done. You can't sit there because your ego is too fucking big and say, this is on me. I did not have them ready to go. 
And half of the fan base who doesn't suck off James Franklin for being mediocre is begging for it. I'm begging for him to come to the stand after getting his doors blown out against Michigan, after blowing a fucking lead for the fourth time against Ohio State, to come out and say, this is on me. I didn't have him ready to go. Something that shows he's willing to take accountability while getting paid $88 million and asking for millions and millions of dollars invested into the program. Meanwhile, he cannot himself do anything to take responsibility for what's going on in his program. So he wants millions, but wants no accountability for the product he's putting out that those millions are being invested no. into. That does no. not make sense. Yeah, so, instead, instead, after the Michigan game, we got, oh, I'm surprised we didn't play better. Yeah, me yeah, fucking too, James. Yeah. You know, me too. I'm, you know, I'm, that, I'm also confused why we didn't play better. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were supposed to fucking ramp it up on, on the bye week this year. What the fuck you know, happened there? You know, I'm not, I'm not like a huge fan of Mel Tucker, and obviously he's in the news for other things at the moment, but I don't remember who the loss was to, but Mel Tucker came out and said, at the moment, I'm a terrible football coach. You'll never hear that from James. You'll, you would never hear that from James. And, no, never. You know, kudos to Mel for saying it because he's probably not a terrible football coach. Um, you know, Michigan State's just having a rough year. But for the head coach to stand up there and say, hey, this is on me. Um, I need to prepare them better. I need to do this better, that better. You know, sometimes you got to look in the mirror. And, why and, and is James he saying just that? doesn't do that. And why is he saying that? Why is he apologizing? Why is he taking accountability? Why is because, he doing that? Because his because Michigan State's donors just gave him a ninety Correct. million dollar contract. Correct. Yeah. And they're getting new facilities. They're right. doing everything James is asking for. They're getting the same result James is getting, except one is taking accountability for his team looking like shit after going to a New Year's Six Bowl last year, and the other one who is eleven and eleven before this year started is asking for more, 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 and taking no accountability for what's been going on. That is. Absolutely psychotic material. Absolutely psychotic. <laughs> All right. So let's finish. Let's wrap up this Ohio State segment and let's move on. Uh, I want to give some flowers to Manny Diaz, man. He, he called himself a great game. The defense played fantastic, except for that one drive there in the fourth quarter when we took the lead back. But all in all, that defense played phenomenal. And, uh, you know, he answered all the questions that were asked after the Michigan game about, you know, him being in over his head in the Big Ten, this and that, about, you know, being too aggressive. He passed every test on, on a Saturday. It was fun. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, he, he, he did. I, but at the same time, you you know, uh, you, the defense kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. I mean, like, yeah. Well, you can, you can only expect so, so much out of them when I they've mean, been for, playing all day and, you know, for three and a half turned quarters, the ball yeah, over he, four times inside the fuck inside your own territory. For, for three and a half mean, quarters, you can yes, only do so defense, much. The defense played very well for three and a half quarters, um, really well. Um, I thought Ohio State's play calling was super strange, actually. It was, um, and I think that helped our defense out a little bit. Um, but but yeah, I mean, if you look at this game, you're you're certainly not gonna well. Some people will point at the defense and say this is as much on them, but I will not do that. No, no, I'm not, I'm not pointing. I'm not pointing at a defense that held um, Ohio State to, I believe, 16 points in the first half. I don't. 
I, I don't really understand that. I, I understand where we can go with the fourth quarter, the last eight minutes, and that's totally fine. And, I, you know, they deserve to, to watch that tape, be criticized for that tape 100%. But the reality of the situation is, in this game specifically, you cannot judge the defense unless you are going to acknowledge the starting field position they had on this defense yep. and how they yeah. got mm-hmm. there. So let's and look, so can't let's look do at, that. So let's look at what the defense actually gave up, okay? The first turnover inside Penn State territory, you give up three points. Second turnover inside Penn State territory, you give up a touchdown. And that was like a couple minutes apart. Okay, I, I can accept that. Giving up 10 or 13, yeah, 10 points off of two turnovers right away, I'll take that. Then the rest of the game, you give up a couple field goals, okay? In the fourth quarter, they gave up one touchdown. That was a bad drive. And then you give up a pick six, a fumble inside your 20, 25 yard line. They score right away off of momentum. I'm not going to put that on the defense. I mean, there's, oh my God, it was just absolutely atrocious. It was, it was bad on offense and the defense just unfortunately could not pick up the slack that the offense was giving them all day. Yep. I mean, I will say this and I, I've talked about this. I feel like I've talked about this on the, on here before, but if, if you can't score points, you know, you're, you're done in today's college game and and this offense while i i think it played better um in terms of looking effective uh, obviously i'm setting aside the four turnovers when i say all this shout out parker Parker you you didn't you didn't you again you're, you're not scoring enough points to keep up with a team like osu uh that offense is too good they're gonna get their points right um, and the defense, like Aaron was saying, largely played well enough to win that football game, even with your turnovers. But, um, you know, the, the offense just needs to be better uh, all around. Uh, you know, that goes to Yersich, that goes to James, that goes to Sean, that, that, all around. Um, like, what, where is Mitchell Tinsley? Um, mm. Like he, like I'm sorry for anybody that likes. Him. He is one of the most underwhelming for a guy that got so much hype when we got him from Western Kentucky. He has been so underwhelming to me. It's not even funny. Um, now, could that have something to do with how the offense is being called or how Sean's plays been? Sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure it probably does. But I mean, Jesus. Uh, I mean, this wide receiver group in general has been really underwhelming other than Parker on Saturday. Um, you know, KLS had a touchdown, but, you know, he's been hurt. He, you know, comes and goes. Um, it, it's, 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 very, it's very frustrating to see an offense with the, with the skill position people that they have um, just really not use them well at all. Um so I want to ask That's you guys, you know, Tyler mentioned earlier how James was a little noncommittal in this week's press conference when it came to quarterback one. All season, he's been saying Sean Clifford's our guy, point period. And this past week, he said, yeah, 
we'll ev- we're going to evaluate it throughout the week at practice. So if you guys were James, what would you do? I know I would I would have thrown in Drew two weeks ago. Um, I think it's time, man. I'll tell you, if we're going to get on this Drew Alar thing, and I know this is going to be a slippery slope here when this gets released. I know it's going to be. If you are that concerned about Drew Alar losing games in the next four games that we have, which we will all be favored in, our toughest two games remaining are both at home. If you are concerned, and we said it on the last podcast, if you're concerned about him losing one of these games or two or three of these games or whatever, he is not the person that you all think he is already. Like, it, it cannot be overstated. I know Sean Clifford. They said in the press conference that he had a meeting with James. James didn't want to share anything from that meeting. I don't know Sean. I don't know James. But if I had to make a guess, an educated guess, Sean Clifford probably went in there and said, if you want to make a move, I will support it and help him develop any way possible that you need. I don't see Sean being a dickhead about it. I don't see him being entitled about it. But I don't think James is going to let it happen where he drew starts at Indiana. I don't think it's going to happen. The fan base is going to go irate as soon as the first team trots out there. I think it's time for Alar for multiple reasons. We've been going on it on Twitter for weeks about Alar versus Clifford, people backing Sean, people wanting Alar. It's a fucking mess. But if he doesn't trot out there on Saturday, people are going to freak out. And if Sean somehow loses that game at Indiana, James oh boy. is going to be absolutely crucified by the media across Everyone. all platforms, and rightfully so. Yep. People will accept the loss. And I know it sounds awful. And I know you're probably listening to this and saying, this guy's a fucking idiot. There's no way I'd accept it. But if you're willing to accept losses to Illinois and blowing leads and getting blown out on the road, you should be able to accept a loss from Drew Alar against any of those teams because it means a different motion for the program. You're building towards the fucking future. A loss with Sean this Saturday sends this fan base and this program into an absolute spiral, a complete spiral. Oh, it's going to be absolute fucking mayhem if that happens. Like there is no, there is no, oh, well, now it's time to play Drew. Oh, well, now Sean can sit out. Anyone right. who has stand Sean, you better stand him the whole way. Because if something if he comes out this weekend, lazy stand ten toes. You better stand on that shit and you better say, I want him to finish the season, even if he loses at Indiana. Because you have, people have been so against this kid starting in Jurilar. Meanwhile, they're just throwing party after party when he commits and watching Audrey Snyder release film of him throwing a two yard pass. But you can't fathom him starting on a Saturday. You couldn't imagine Sean sitting the bench as a six-year senior and a four-year starter. You can't even fathom it. So you better stand ten toes down if he goes to Indiana and loses. Or if he starts against Maryland and loses. You better stand on it. Because if you don't, I will be the one to take the hit and at every single one of you motherfuckers who I've seen doing it. Every single one of them. Because it is obnoxious. Here's where I'm at in the whole Sean versus Drew debate. Um, Penn State, 
I would think, set the goal at the beginning of the year, even though nobody thought it was possible at the beginning of the year anyway, to win the Big Ten and possibly go to the playoffs, right? That was the goal. That goal is gone. You're not going to Indy. Um, that door was slammed shut on Saturday. And even if you would have won Saturday, you still needed some help if you wanted to go to Indy. Um, but anyway, uh, so since that door is slammed shut, and people are going to get mad at me when I say this, but I don't really care. I do not care about a New Year's Six Bowl. Don't care. Sure, they're cool. Sure, it looks good for the program. I think Penn State gets a lot of money from it. I don't care. I've, if I'm James, Drew Allar is my starter from here on out. No questions asked. Um, and, and I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really even see how it's a debate. Um, yeah, you know, seriously. This, guy, this, kid is, this kid is the future. I, I, nobody can question that, right? I mean, he's already the backup. And we have Christian, who's been there longer, um, who he beat out, right? So this kid is the future. You play Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, and a pretty bad Michigan State team. You could go 10-2 and two with Drew, in my opinion. And oh, if, absolutely. And like Tyler said, if you don't, maybe we need to reevaluate the quarterback situation for next year and not just hand Drew the reins, Right. Um, now I understand the kid's going to go through some growing pains, but in my opinion, this fan base will handle a loss better with Drew who goes through growing pains than they will if Sean would somehow drop another game. And I agree completely. I agree completely with what Tyler said. If Sean Clifford is your starter and you somehow come out and I don't necessarily think it will be Indiana, but that Maryland game next Saturday at Beaver Stadium should already be a ranked team and they might be by then look out um don't don't overlook that Maryland game um and, and if Sean would be the starter and you come out and you lose to Maryland at home yep. oh my I, I don't even want to oh. Oh, it, it will be. I don't. I don't even want to be on social media anymore. It'll be if that ugly, happens. but but it'll be but so the, bad. But in the same breath, I think if Drew is your starter, and you come out and maybe you lose against Maryland, you can you can avoid some of that criticism a little bit, right? Um, obviously, it would depend on how the game goes, how you would lose it. Um, of course, and, there and are that's not even criticism. that's not even to say you would lose it, right? Um, but, but to me, the, the, the Sean Clifford experiment, <laughs> or whatever the hell you want to call it, is experiment even the right word at this point? Experience. The Sean Clifford career to me, at Penn, it's over. It's over. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not really even excited for the rest of the year if he's the starter. I, I, I'm just not. Um, you know, uh, the way the way you lose to Ohio State, the way you got embarrassed at Michigan, it's like, yay, we beat Purdue, I guess. You know, we beat Auburn. Um, <laughs> like, are we going to go through the rest of this year? And maybe we do finish 10-2 and two and be like, yippee, you know, a lot of big wins in there. Like, there's no big yeah. wins in there. Like, there's nothing. 
you know, you blew a chance with Ohio State and you got embarrassed in Ann Arbor. Absolutely. Blew a chance against Ohio State. Blew it. It's just to the point that that I think you need to move on and and really think about the future. And if he's not willing – and I thought Audrey Snyder uh, made a great article – put out a great article on The Athletic – and I forget what the title of it was, but go check out her Twitter feed. I'm sure you'll find it. But even if he's not willing to name Drew the starter, Drew needs to see more snaps. And, yeah. not, in, and not in garbage time. Like, first, first half, half snaps. snaps. Yep. Like, if that means he gets a whole series. Um, you know, it's funny. We made fun of Jim Harbaugh for what he did with McNamara and I thought AJ McCarthy. Why not? Why not do this? Why not do that now? Why not come yeah. out and say, "Hey, Drew's well, you know going to start." Why. Well, well, Drew's going to start against Indiana, and then we're going to go back to Sean for, um, you know, maybe Maryland, and then we'll decide. Which Fox. is stupid to me because, that. which is stupid anyway to do that. But, um, but he needs to he needs to see more playing time, and not and not in garbage time. Get him more meaningful snaps. And I, I want to say this because, you know, I watch a lot of or listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch their, you know, the, some Penn State live podcasts as well on YouTube and whatnot. And, and I got to say, and I can't be the only one who thinks this way. I don't need you to break down Sean Clifford's film. I, I, I don't need you pointing out what throws he did well and, and what throws he did bad. I've been a Penn State fan my whole life. I've been a, been a Penn State fan the six years Sean's been here. I've been a Penn State fan the four years he was a starter. I don't need you to break down Sean Clifford, quarterback at Penn State University film, at all. I know what he is. I Everyone in this fan base, whether you blow smoke up his ass or not, you know what he is. And if you think you sitting there breaking down him throwing an effective four-yard out, is what the fan base needs to see, then, I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know about the guy that you're gassing on a weekly basis. Because nobody, nobody cares about him hitting a four-yard out route to a person that has no one within 10 yards of him. No one. No one cares. In my personal opinion, Sean Clifford's career ended last Saturday, right? Like, that was his shot to go out um, you know, he's always going to be a name that Penn State fans remember because of the career he's had, I feel. But to go out more so a legend, yeah. his, his, that book closed on Saturday. Correct. Um, so to, to me, um, you know, if he's the starter, which I'm sure he will be, you know, he obviously has four more games left. But to me, in my mind, his career ended Saturday. No, I agree. You put it perfectly. This isn't, this isn't, everyone's going to be like, oh, you guys are so negative. You fucking hate Sean Clifford. This is not a Sean Clifford bash. Like, he's done some good things at Penn State. He has. He's won 11 games here before, and that's fine. And he could still this year. And that's fine. But he could. But the reality of the situation is, whether you like it or not, he didn't win the big ones. Mm -mm. None of them. And you can say he beat Michigan twice. I say that. That's one of my narratives. He beat him in a COVID <laughs> year, and he beat him at home one year, his first year starting. 
that's fine. Those are big games. But the reality is he didn't beat Ohio State, and he also – I don't know if he beat Iowa in that period, but he didn't win the big games. Like, yeah, he beat and, Iowa. And wow. that's, that's fine. Like he, Not many people do win the big games in the Big Ten. Ohio State ruins everyone's year on a yearly basis outside of last year. But Sean Clifford did do some really good things. He was a part of some good Penn State offenses with some great players around him that made him really good. But he was never the quarterback who was going to take it to the next level, and he was not touted to be that either. You know, and neither was neither was Trace. Correct. Um, you know, it's it's yep. funny. I, somebody put out an article. Maybe it was Ben. Um, you know, talking about I, I think Trace's. I think Trace had like eight completions in that 2016 game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, nine, like Sean, nine, yeah. like Sean and, and trace as a result of 2016 gets elevated and put on this pedestal because, you know, that year finishes the way it needed to. And then he goes and, and has, well, one of the best performances ever in the big 10 championship game. So all those things help. Right. But Sean never got the benefit of a blocked field goal that no. got returned for a touchdown. Um, you know, I, I don't think Sean has gotten the benefit of tossing up 50-50 balls and his receivers going and making plays either. He also hasn't had the benefit of a really, really dominant defensive line either. Well, he also hasn't had the benefit of turning a, turning around and handing it off to a generational talent in Saquon Barkley. But right? Sean well, had some good defenses, though. Yes, Sean had some good defenses. But it's th- hard but to say I'm just specifically a talking about. Line. 2016, we had four sacks on JT Barrett in the second half alone. Yeah, but he's played under better defenses than that 2016 team. Yeah. So it's hard, but I can't – my thing with Penn State, and it's not just Sean Clifford, how many years is Penn State going to waste good defenses? Yeah. That's my thing. that's a great question. And and it's like you look at the – and they are very different, so please don't take this as me saying they're the same. Iowa and Penn State – are very, very similar in a couple of different ways. The main one being they rely on the defense to win or lose them games. When Joe Moorhead was here, Penn State relied on the offense to win them games. Is that fair to say? Uh, except in 2017 against OSU. But, yeah, that's fair but to say. But for the most part, yeah. they relied on the offense to have big plays and score points. That's when James fell in love with the explosive play battle <clears throat> and big plays and things like that. This offense, as of late, post-Joe Moorhead, has not been the big play offense. You can say they were with Jahan Dotson, but just because Jahan Dotson is a great receiver doesn't make him a big play offense. This team has relied on having good defenses and timely offense. These past three years, we have not had timely offense for the most part. Yep. So we are very, very similar to Iowa. We, we are Iowa that has a better offense and a less and honestly, a less defense than Iowa. We fall in that bubble. That is what Penn State is. Yeah. And it sucks to say, but it is. They they just can't. This weekend, we talked about it. We said, you can't get in a shootout with Ohio State. The first half, we're not in a shootout with Ohio State, and we're right in the game. The third quarter, we, we harness the noise. We're not in a shootout. We're in the game. The fourth quarter, it became a fucking shootout, and Sean threw a pick six to a defensive end. <laughs> that's 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 what it is. We we can't rely on offense. Like that's the problem. And now, thankfully, 
we play Indiana, who does not have a good defense. There's there's no sugarcoating. Indiana does not have a good defense. Yeah. Maryland, they're okay. They have some athletes, but they're not a good defense necessarily. They no. gave up 24 to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Then you play Rutgers, who is just a fucking abomination on defense. And then Michigan State, who has one of the worst secondaries in the country. And Again. God knows who's going to play because they're all suspended for bashing a helmet off someone's skull. So (laughs) the offense can win them games down the stretch this year because of the teams they're playing in the back half of the year. But that hasn't been Penn State's motto, and it has cost them games. And Sean, unfortunately, has been the quarterback of those teams. And that's just how it works. You're the quarterback. Let me me pose this question since I just thought about it. So James Franklin's 1-8 against OSU. Um, you haven't beaten them since 2016. Everybody's very excited about the freshmen that we've seen play so far this year. We're excited about the freshman quarterback um, that's coming. Well, that's here, but hasn't gotten really a shot yet. And then we're also excited about some of these O-linemen that are coming in 23, right? Yeah. So... With all that in mind, are the next two years yep. must – yep. and I'm not saying both of them, but Tyler already knows where I'm going. Yeah, yep. yeah you don't are even need next to finish two, your question. Are the next two years, one of them, is it a must win? Yep. Absolutely. If they don't, they need to fire his fucking ass. Yep. Send him to the fucking moon. Well, they probably won't he has him to he has still be owed too win. much money. He has nope, to. They will do it. They will find a way. I don't want to hear that way. too much money bullshit. Kraft There's money laying out there somewhere. Hit up Terry fucking Pagula and tell him, hey, we're going out and getting Matt Rule. He'll be horned up and ready to Dude, fucking sign a check. I don't want check. Matt Rule. Don't say that name. Just just for the buyout purpose. Just tell him. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lie so he gives us $50 exactly. million. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, it, I would agree that one of the – I would agree that one of the two – is a must win. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. And unfortunately, I don't think it'll be next year. No, I don't think so either. We're, I, we're I think it would have to be the following year. Shot. We'll get Ohio State at home. Mi- uh, Michigan team with, you know, this year's coming class, probably playing a lot of, a lot of the snaps, which their current recruiting class isn't very, very high. Um, well, I'm not That'll even looking at anything else. I'm not even looking at anything else. I'm talking OSU specific because we've beaten Michigan. Right? Yeah, but like, I'm I'm talking Michigan we we trade we've we've yeah, lost we've Mich- Michigan has shown in the past year and a half that they're they're for real. Right, right. Whether right. whether saying, or not you like it, it's true. I, I mean, it, I mean, I think the better thing to say about Michigan is can we beat them in fucking Ann Arbor with a full house uh, right. and not get exactly. our asses whooped? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But OSU specifically, I feel like is a bigger deal within the next two years, more so than Michigan. Although you don't want to let Michigan get too far in front of you either. Yep. Yep. And Ohio State's probably going to be having a freshman quarterback that year. But we'll talk about that when that time comes. Let's, uh, you know, let's look forward into this Indiana game. I know you. Uh, we talked earlier and said we haven't really thought too, too much about it. We've just been uh, – you know, doing a lot of venting this week. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, this Indiana matchup, 
we know playing on the road in Bloomington hasn't fared out too, too great for us in the past. We're never super dominant there. Um, this is an interesting game. Indiana, of course, is not very good this year. But as I just mentioned, we don't have a good track record there. So we'll see what happens. But <laughs> Indiana loses their top receiver to an ACL injury. So they're going to be they're going to be stressed to find some production. I'll tell you right now. This is all I'm going to say about the game. Two things. One, you better fucking win. Number two, if you don't win, you haven't seen anything yet. And that's to this Penn State fan base. Because if 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 they don't win, it's gonna it's gonna blow up. It is going oh, to yeah. absolutely explode. And everybody who's backed everybody and this and that and oh, we can still do this and this it'll blow up. And I don't know half as much as I did research on State or Michigan or Minnesota or fuck, even Maryland. Indiana is a bad football team. If you can't go beat Indiana, then we got real problems because this is a typical game for James. It's right after a loss. It's a team that's down horrendous. Yeah. It's away. This is a typical game for him. So if he does, if they come out there and they look like shit and they're flat and this game is stressful, people are going to freak out bad. Yeah. This, yeah. (laughs) You mentioned it. This is another test for James Franklin to uh, get over that hump of uh, losing a game after a loss. So think about that, though. Think about, think about that fucking sentence. Like, we paid someone that much money, and we are concerned about them going to Indiana, who is a terrible football team this year, and losing. Crazy. You can't even be confident going into games anymore. You can't. Well, Hell no. Well, I think I think you can hold a little bit of confidence, and I, I mean, I guess it's it's obviously a different scenario because you're not walking into the whiteout. Um, but you know, they did show a response against Minnesota. Um, uh, obviously, on the road, uh, right. you're not, yeah, we're not always stressed of, in that game. Not playing in front of the whiteout. Um, obviously, those things are big differences, but um, yeah, I. I really haven't thought about this Indiana game at all, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, but, but it should it, it it it's one of those games where it just should be a win. Like I shouldn't have to think about it because it just should be a win. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't be worried about it. I, I think Penn State should win like 45 to 10. Um, and and if they don't, then I'll I'll be annoyed most likely. <laughs> One interesting thing I saw about this game, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Indiana lost their leading receiver to the or for the year to an ACL injury. Uh, their second leading receiver is Emery Simmons, and that name rings a bell to those that follow recruiting very closely. Emery is a guy that committed to or was committed to North Carolina, flipped to Penn State, flipped back to North Carolina, and then now he transferred to Indiana. So. He's going to be the guy that's going to be asked to step up. And uh, I I find it very interesting that, you know, Penn State was a school that was in there for him a couple years ago. He's going to he's going to have his hands full with Joey Porter Jr. But as I mentioned, man, playing in Bloomington is always super stressful for me. Um, Obviously, yeah, like you guys have said, just when we should be able to win convincingly. But it it has not mattered 
Indiana is a stressful game. Period. And yeah, I, I don't. It. I don't think the fan base is ready to accept a stressful game this Saturday. No. Also, no, Twitter, Twitter's going to be a fucking cesspool. All eyes to that Wisconsin Maryland game at one o'clock or at noon. Yeah. They'll be ranked if they win that. They'll be ranked coming to Penn State. Oh, without a doubt. So. You guys have anything else you want to add? I mean, I know the college football playoff bowl just came out. And uh, it's we're a right joke. 15th. It's a yeah, joke. I mean, it's it's been funny to see these fan bases go back and forth arguing Wait, what's about who has about? respect and who How doesn't. is LSU 10? Yeah. LSU 10. LSU 10 is 23. LSU at 10 is a gift wrap for guess who plays them? Alabama on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Got to bump up that strength of schedule. <laughs> I mean, that is a, it's a, it's, it's really an, an amazing top 25. If you really look at it, especially from like Penn state down to lane. Yeah. Uh, it's Penn it's state crazy. goes ahead of Illinois. That was, yeah, which I don't really know about, to be honest with you. <laughs> they lost to Indiana. I feel like that would be a I feel like that'd be like a fifty. They did lose to Indiana. Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but I still think Indiana's a de- I Indiana. I still think Illinois is a decent football team. <clears throat> we'll find out when they play Michigan. How good they really are. So, oh, um, before we go, who's uh, going to win, Georgia or Tennessee? Oof. I'm pulling for Tennessee, man. I want to see a bit of a changing of the guard. I know I'm Georgia hasn't been around too, too long, but, yeah, I want Tennessee to win. And I think they can win. Tyler? Which, which game? Georgia-Tennessee. Who wins? The Dogs. Oh, boy. I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, I didn't want to hear that either. So I'm also I mean, it wants to – it won't surprise me. It is in Athens. I'm also rooting for yeah. Texas to beat Kansas State so we can move ahead of them. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. And Bama's going to trounce LSU by 25. Yep, and then they're going to beat Ole Miss, too, later in the year. I love it. Yeah, let's let's, let's keep our fingers crossed for a, a New Year's Six Bowl. It's obviously not out of the question. That's It's been interesting to see the fallout from the Ohio State loss. Like, I, I understand it's a disappointing loss and everything, but – People are acting like we're going to miss a New Year's Six game and stuff like that when, you know, it was expected this entire fucking time we would lose to Ohio State. And just the week before, we were projected in the Orange Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. And now I'm seeing, like, some different Florida Bowl games that aren't the Orange Bowl. And I'm like, what the hell is well, going here's, on? I don't I want to go back down this again. But, like, yes, were we expected to lose to Ohio State this year? Yes, we were. But, and Tyler mentioned this a half hour ago, when, when you lose the way you lost, yeah. it becomes way more frustrating, right? Um, no different than Michigan. If you would walk into Michigan and lose by three, would I be upset? Sure. But I could probably handle it. But to get embarrassed at Michigan is a whole other story. So, yes, we were expected to lose to OSU, but how you lost – makes it that much more frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating as a fan, for sure. Right. But but for projection-wise, I mean, it, a loss is a loss. Those, things, those projections, it <laughs> gives people something to write about. Yeah. Hell, they have and them after week about, one. Talking about it right now.
that'll do it for this week's edition of the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Alex and TK, for talking with me. It's been fun, as always. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Give us some feedback. Give us some questions. We'll be sure to talk about it on the next episode. Have a wonderful night, everyone.